This is All India Radio. In the weekly program Current Affairs, now we bring you a discussion on evolving society and women's safety. The participants are Kuljeet Kaur, expert on women-related issues, and Gauri Karuna Mohanty, legal expert. Aditi Tandan, journalist, initiates and moderates the discussion. The horrific gang rape and murder of a girl in Telangana has shaken the national conscience. A few days ago, this crime happened and today morning we saw that the Telangana police killed those four accused in an encounter. They had been taken for a crime reconstruction to the spot and the police commissioner has given statements saying that they were trying to escape with the police arms and had to be killed in an encounter. Naturally, people across Telangana are rejoicing and they are actually saying that justice has been done. Social media handles, Twitter and Facebook are full of appreciations for quick justice. And this is a reflection of national outrage, national desperation on delayed justice in a lot of cases concerning crimes against women and also against children. Only yesterday we also saw that a rape victim in Unnao of Uttar Pradesh was burnt to death by her perpetrators. So the trend of crimes against women has been rising and it does not seem to be contained at all despite stringent laws that were enacted in 2013 after the very horrific Nirbhaya gang rape case of Delhi. We all know that the 13th Criminal Law Amendment Act was passed by the parliament and the provisions were made extremely stringent. Rape was declared as a non-bailable offence. Yet we see that these patterns do not seem to get diluted and they are actually acquiring horrendous proportions. I'd like to start with you, Gauri, since you're a legal expert. On the broad level, where do you think are the gaps in the system? At the outset, let me just tell my listeners that this is a most horrific incident that has happened and there seems to be no respite where women's safety, their life, liberty and the rights to move freely moving around in a particular city or state, even villages are being highly restricted by these perpetrators. They seem to have absolutely no fear or qualms at doing these, committing these horrific crimes. In fact, the recent incident of both Telangana as well as the Unnao are setting up new benchmarks of horror. There seems to be no no way that these incidents are either being reduced or lessened or brought under control. And there has also been a recent episode of a minor girl in Rajasthan who had been subjected to such brutality. The lapses and gaps, I would say, are plenty, mostly in the manner in which these particular crimes are being reported and thereafter being taken forward. For instance, in this Telangana case, when the family of the victim went to report a case, there was this decision as to whether they should be actually registering the FIR because it did not fall under their jurisdiction and they were sent to another police station and during this time very very crucial moments of time was lost where evidence were destroyed, the witness and the victim herself was done away with, burnt to death. So these, the instant reaction of the police stations, police to take up a cognizable offence and deal with such complaints with apathy and sympathy is missing. There should be a kind of a gender sensitization at the police stations which at the outset they should start because what happens is mostly when they go to report a crime, the first remark or observation would be she must have run away with someone it must be a kind of a love affair oh she'll come back or they take it very lightly or then there is a subsequent observations 
and remarks regarding their character, the morality. Now, these should be done away with the first instance. If there is a report of a girl missing, of a woman, why necessarily a girl? Even if a woman, that should be, and it is a cognizable offense, it sh action should be taken up immediately without delaying of any time. So, as Gauri says, uh, Mrs. Kuljeet Kaur, she is pointing out the massive gaps in the policing system in the country and also the larger problem of negative stereotypes against women women in our society. I agree with Gauri 100% whatever she has said that there is a need to create awareness amongst the police also, amongst the young boys also and amongst the parents also. Recently I conducted one program of gender sensitization at the end of the program. The young boys and girls they came to me and they said ma'am all those things first you should teach to our parents because it's the home that from where the children they have their values. So what's happening? Mother, the treatment between the girl and the boy's attitude is so different as far as the diet is concerned, as far as the health is concerned, as far as the education is concerned. As J.S. Verma said that rape and sexual assault, these are just reflection of your power. You want to show your dominance, that I am stronger than you. You can see the sexual harassment at workplace also, sexual assault, domestic violence at home. All these things are the reflection of the power game of the man. So whatever the father does in the house, the boy learns the same thing. So when they come out of the houses and when they try to make friends with the girl or they want to have sex with the girls, the girls, they refuse to have relations with them. What do they do? They throw acid on their faces or they indulge into rape. And when they have started knowing that the rape victims, they go to the police and they make the complaint, they have started killing them. They have started murdering them. Leave aside this Unao case and this Telangana. Day before, there was a case where a girl, she was raped by the owner of the house. Then she was admitted in the hospital because she was in a very sorry state and as far as health is concerned. Then the boy threatened that girl, please don't make a complaint, otherwise you'll face the consequences. The girl made the complaint. The boy was arrested, but he was sent on bail and then he abducted the girl and the girl was killed. Same has happened in these cases also, in, in our case also. As far as Gauri said about the attitude of the police, in, in our case also, the police fellow, they refused to take an FIR and that girl has to go from pillar to post. And today I read in the paper because she was coming to Bareilly to meet her advocate in reference to this case only. And what the police is saying, we would try to find out why so early in the morning she was leaving the house. They are not interested, they are not worried, they are not bothered, they are not concerned. What has happened to that girl? She has been burnt alive. They are just trying to find out that why she was leaving her house early in the morning. And all of us, we know that why she was leaving. She was going to Bareilly to meet her advocate. So this is the attitude of the police. And same is the attitude of the authorities also. Last year, after this Kathua case, after this Unao case, after this Bihar case, we met all the organization of Delhi and we prepared recommendations to be given to the authorities. We met the uh, Minister of Women and Child Development, we met the Lieutenant Governor, we met the Chairperson National Commission for Women and we gave the recommendations. One of the most important recommendations was that these accused, these rapists, they shouldn't be sent on bail. Now what has happened? In both the cases, in this uh, Onao case also, the case just I have mentioned in both the cases, 
since the accused they were on bail that's why they try to victimize that girl that's why they try to threaten the parents what mrs kaur is pointing out that's a valuable suggestion gauri and it's not as though the law or the criminal amendment law of 2013 did not look at these nuances in fact the law is so stringent that it clearly says that heinous crimes of sexual crimes against women and children would be non bailable cognizable offenses right so it is really up to the police to oppose any sort of bail that is brought by the perpetrators of this crime secondly you just mentioned earlier on in your intervention that in the telangana case the parents found it extremely difficult to register an fir in the first instance now 2012 after the delhi gang rape the concept of zero firs was introduced in the indian law and the criminal law was changed accordingly jurisdiction is not a challenge for the police anymore but if they want to find excuses to not actually take up these complaints they can do a plenty for instance ipc was even amended in 2013 and it says that you punish the police officers who have not registered firs can you tell us in your own practice have you seen any such firs being lodged against police for dereliction of duty let me start with the zero fir which justice verma committee report recommended where this territorial jurisdiction issue had come up and also had further said that it under 166a of the ipc where the police subsection c i think 166a where if the police refuse to register this fir they would be punished and it is a punishable offense where it could minimum is 6 months and the maximum is 2 months period the point here is not the punishment that is ever acting as a deterrent it is like rightly pointed out it is the mindset which with the police handled a particular case and subsequently presented in before the court as far as bail is concerned the courts are guided by principle of law and not emotions however heinous or barbaric a particular crime may be it acts on the basis of the material that is presented before the court and accordingly a person is denied bail granted bail convicted and so on and so forth so at the preliminary incidents if the information if uh, evidence witnesses are not in examined at a particular time if there is delay there is again threat on the witnesses who come to court and their initial 161 whatever they have said before the police they do a turnaround and present another version that is how the court then grants them bail or release so it is not just one aspect in which these particular crime keeps going it is a kind of a cascading effect first there is faulty investigation then there are papers which are presented before the courts are either incomplete or there are some loopholes which of course the accused take advantage of and then there is witness although we have this witness protection act where the witnesses are protected and as long as the trial and all is carrying on they should be given protection by the state by the government that somehow seems to have not fallen in place especially when we see this particular unnau case where the rape victim herself was burned because there you are obliterating the witness altogether so there will be no deposition against the particular accused so therefore there are laws in place there are everything in place but the manner in which it is being carried out the delayed disposal of cases could be another factor also where in during that time either witnesses are bought over families threatened there and are also factors also gauri the longer the trial you know the greater the vulnerability of the victim uh, and the witness absolutely absolutely isn't Because it that is the period where either they feel that there is a futility of going through the 
entire you know each time sexual assault victim is produced before the court she recounts and goes through that entire horror all over again so after a certain point she obviously feels a little disheartened to pursue these prolonged trials as gauri said that the judiciary and the law they don't get into the emotions of a human being so i could see the rejoicing also when i also sent this message there was a very positive response but at the same time we can't take law in our own hands there is a legal procedure for that our effort should be to fasten the legal procedure now what is the reason why is the delay why the victim again and again she has to undergo the same experience in the courts also because last year you know there was an ordinance from the government and said that ordinance was followed by some states also like haryana and delhi madhya pradesh arunachal pradesh that death penalty should be given to a rapist if he rapes a minor and the decision should be taken within one month now what happens when the lower court gives the order for the death penalty during the one month period of the rape the case goes to the higher court in the fast court so many times it does happen because these are fast court the procedure is not properly followed when the case goes to the high court or the high court the high courts they say that this you have failed in your procedure so that's why they order a stay in the case that also delays the case that is one reason we are talking about fast courts and fast courts but we are not organizing the method that how the fast courts will move and why the higher court can question the procedure of the fast court if you have started with the fast courts second is forensic lab till recently we had only five forensic labs in whole of the country and you know that there are 93 rape cases every day in india leave aside delhi where we have five rape cases every day if there are 93 cases every day you must calculate in one year how many cases we are having do you think five forensic labs are sufficient for that and unless in the forensic lab the dna test is given the analysis is made the report is sent the police investigating officer cannot move forward and unless he moves forward and goes to the court the judge cannot do anything so the system at the bottom has failed to a certain extent and i would like to mention over here that we can't say yesterday is on the tv somebody was saying that we are running short of money the sufficient funds are not allotted i don't agree in nearby fund from 2013 i think 1000 crore has been allotted for the safety of women and violence against women and hardly any state has used that money only 20% of the total amount has been used why don't we open more forensic uh, labs when the fund is there why don't we use that fund and open more forensic labs if there are more forensic labs i I think in DNA analysis, the thing will go fast, and the judiciary will be able to give the judgment in a short time. When you give the judgment in the short time, as Gauri says, that victim is harassed so much by repeating the same incident again and again, that victim is also will be protected. Because in one month, or last night they were saying on the TV, six months. I think six was too long a time. In one month, why don't we handle these cases in fast court? Because last time, what happened? This Nirbhay's mother, she had filed this court. She had the request. that the case about her daughter should be transferred to fast court and it was transferred to fast court for 3 months there was no judge in the fast court and recently she got that case transferred of course also- in the nirbhaya case in 2012 it is a case that has actually attracted maximum media and national glare and if in a case which was under court's glare justice jays verma commission was set up there was outrage all over the place and criminal law amendment had to be passed within a period of 1 month justice verma submitted his report 
court if in that case it has taken seven long years and the convicts have still not been hanged and one of them has actually appealed to president of india for mercy so she is right mrs kaur is right that the you know wheels of justice keep turning and turning i mean the cycle never completes itself but i want to come in to another aspect of women's safety in general if you look at the telangana case if you go to the brass tacks you will realize that the girl was a government hospital veterinarian that particular government hospital had not had any vet in a long time because nobody was willing to come to that hospital it was so far away on the outskirts of the city this girl decides to go to work at that hospital she is returning from her regular shift should questions not be asked of the government of the day why did you not provide security to the girl why did she have to go back on her scooty why was there a situation where she had a flat tire and you know there have been questions also asked about these perpetrators the accused uh, some of the reports are actually suggesting that they used to be on the lookout on the prowl for such women and that there was a possibility that they must have ensured that the tire is flat and then they went to help so what about employers why can't they guarantee women's safety that's a simple thing to do isn't it that certainly is one of the aspect which most employers need to do and certain private companies do ensure that their employees especially if it is a far off place or if the timings are very late somehow ensure some sort of safety or cab in which they can be sent at home here the point is not a particular organization or an office or a corporation providing safety it is the society entirely as a whole like you rightly pointed out there are these miscreants who are always lurking around and trying to look for a prey now there are people who are abducted from their homes there are cases where even the family members do such kind of sexual assault now where and for how much can the government provide security they cannot intrude into the private space of your house to in the name of security so somewhere down the line we as a society has failed to reorganize the mindset the orientation which these men have in their minds where they objectify women trying to classify them as to on the basis of their dress on the basis of their movement on the basis of the entire outlook so this entire mindset has to change so as long as that does not happen there will be offenses confines of their house or in the offices or at various places the issue of women's safety has been addressed by the government also you know to a large extent in the sense that now you actually have cabs where you have gps trackers mrs menka gandhi the former women and child development ministry had pushed very hard for a crisis button on every single mobile phone you know there are systems but again the question is of response uh, mrs kor for instance in the case of uh, this hyderabad victim the father has been interviewed and he says that not only did the police instantly did not register an fir they were also not willing to trace the phone of the girl the family kept saying that all right the phone is switched off but you can still find out the last location of the child and the police kept saying no no you go home she has run away with somebody mm-hmm. and she'll return in the morning as gori pointed out earlier also so the fact of the matter is you can have all these crisis centers you can have response teams but if nothing reaches you in time a girl who's being gang raped or being attacked sexually doesn't have the time to do all that and then the response time of the police is so bad how do you deal with these systemic that, challenges that's why i started in the very beginning that as you said about the zero tolerance also as per gs homer's recommendation also that any police station where the goes with the complaint they are bound to register that complaint but so many times even now what happens is say you don't fall under our area and you have to go to some other place by the time the valuable time is lost 
So in this case also, as I said in the beginning, if the police had acted on time, they had registered the FIR, they had listened to the father of that girl, maybe this thing could have been avoided. But the structural system, the organized system is not working properly. That's the thing. Maybe you have that Himmat app or whatever is there, but if the police fellow doesn't get up from his chair, what the Himmat app, app will do? So I know that there are so many awareness programs for police also, for college girls also, for school girls also, but we need to do more and more, much more than that, much more than that, what's happening now. And I think even government to a certain extent has to change the attitude. You are right when Mr. Modi, when the Honorable Prime Minister on the Red Fort, he said about that, how to treat your girls, treat them like your boys, ask your boys also where they have been, instead of asking the girls. But I think that that empathy is not there. Yesterday when they were discussing about this rape case in Rajya Sabha, there were hardly 10 to 12 members present and the whole hall was just lying empty. So this shows the attitude. As you previously said, even the politicians, they such remarks that which hurt you, which hurt the women, that if our politicians, if our leaders, they have got that type of attitude, so what future and what safety can you think about the present women? So women have to themselves come forward, do something Thing. Because as I said, Nirbhaya fund, in Nirbhaya fund, you are supposed to give this self-defense training to the girls. Mm -hmm. So self-defense training should be made mandatory in the schools also, in the colleges also, and in the homes also, young girls should be taught how to protect themselves. That's a very good suggestion, Gauri. You know, self-defense, and it's not difficult to achieve. You know, I'm sure many women would be willing to come forward given the scenario of rising crimes. You also mentioned about the commodification of women earlier on and you said that it's a larger social mindset issue. Coming to our homes and the fact that our poor child sex ratio also speaks uh, volumes about our social mindset. Although some improvements are being made in states like Haryana and Punjab which are very patriarchal states and where respect for women has generally traditionally been low. Things are changing but it's a very very slow pace excruciatingly slow pace of change and something has to be drastically fast tracked. So tell me something is sex education at school some kind of a solution because we've debated that matter also for a very long time. Half of the cases of incest some studies have actually pointed out are exploratory in nature. Very true. And sex education in most schools they have start begun this awareness of good touch, bad touch among children. So all these either sex education or awareness is being brought to girl child at every level be it a government school or a private school it is being brought about but the larger point is there is also this factor of brushing things under the carpet which goes on in every home if there is an assault of a particular girl child within the walls of the home made by either of the relative or an immediate relative or a neighbor or a family friend the basic mentality is to hush up the girl child and sweep it under the carpet. They should also, I feel that there should be a kind of a training program where girls are made aware that if such an assault happens, it is not basically their fault. It is the fault, it is the onus of the entire crime is on the perpetrator, on the accused but somehow or the other, the girl is made to feel that okay, I may have perhaps created such a situation for which I am right now being sexually assaulted by a family member or a friend or whatever. 
so ultimately it boils down to educating the entire society trying to make them aware that this kind of a action or this kind of an act is not acceptable and for that the changes in law that have been made subsequently after nirbhaya there was also a subsequent criminal amendment in 2018 where the punishment from 10 years have been made to 20 years and there has also been death uh, penalty which has been made but despite all that i would still feel that we still need a more stringent law and of course at some point you had mentioned that chemical castration and all might seem too harsh but i think that is the need of the art that is my personal opinion i would go by it but i think that is the need of that if the evidences are against you if everything why wait for a hangman mm-hmm. like in nirbhaya's case there is no hangman available and i read it i think in today's newspaper or the day before that one particular hangman from meerat has been identified who would be conducting this so forget that chemical castration or the electric chair all is available you have to dispense it right. if a person has been found so clearly mm-hmm. very strong. So I, I would like to add to Gauri's this thing that there is a non-cooperation from the society also. In buses, so many times you must have read in the newspaper when some incidents are there that the boys or the men, they are inappropriately trying to touch the girl or they are behaving in a very bad manner. The whole bus will remain quiet and the girl has to shout. And I am sure half of the people must be blaming the girl also. Yeah, yeah. in fact, I was also wondering uh, this morning, although we had pictures of some of the people rejoicing, showering petals on Telangana police in the morning, the fact of the matter is we cannot hide our face from the truth this is the very police that failed to register an fir in the first instance so coming back to solutions mrs kor you know we saw that a lot of social mindset change has happened through use of mass media through also the involvement of influencers like brand ambassadors big actors i remember how this uh, beautiful film in which amir khan starred dangal helped a great deal in breaking gender stereotypes this beautiful story of a man from haryana how he supports his two daughters and trains them to be wrestlers so it appears that perhaps we need a collective social effort at every level the police do their job the judges do theirs the society does its own job and also involve these influencers people who have an impact on young boys for instance an amitabh bachchan saying something very important about gender stereotyping or an amir khan or whoever so a revolution through mass media yes. that you counter pornography that you counter negative imaging of women see we are not talking about child pornography but it is distorting young minds so what i would like to say is that you are very right that social there is a need for social revolution but it has to start from the home from the home from the parents from the elders and all that mindset ke ladke rote nahi hain don't cry you are not supposed to shed the tears we have to change that mindset but at the same time till the highest point the police has to cooperate the judiciary has to cooperate i'll give you one example in unnao case the five boys those who were identified that they are the perpetrators they were sent to police custody for 15 days why do i think in telangana case only why this boys when you are sure that they are the one who have committed the crime why immediately you can't give the punishment and set a, an example in front of the public for 15 days when they are in judicial custody you can imagine the plight of the girl you can imagine the plight of the family so we should try to change the systems also as per the demand of the case 
डोंट फॉलो द लॉ वेरी ब्लाइंडली यू शुड एस जी एस वर्मा इन हिज अमेंडमेंट लॉज ही ब्रॉड सच ए रेवोल्यूशन ही इन दैट दिस स्टॉकिंग वॉज ऑल्सो कवर्ड दिस साइबर क्राइम वॉज ऑल्सो कवर्ड ऑल दीज थिंग्स वर कवर्ड इन दैट सो लाइक दैट यू ब्रिंग ए रेवोल्यूशन आई वॉन्ट से दैट यू मेक स्ट्रिंजेंट लॉज इफ यू स्टार्ट इम्प्लीमेंटिंग द लॉज विच आर अवेलेबल विच आर प्रेजेंट एट दैट टाइम इवन दोज लॉज आर सफिशियंट ओनली थिंग इज इम्प्लीमेंटेशन इज रिक्वायर्ड वेन यू टेक सिक्स मंथ्स इन जस्ट handling the case whether he has committed the crime or not and the judge is not sure and he let the boys on bail so you can imagine the judicial system how slow it is going on. right absolutely what you are saying is a very well taken point and gauri mentioned earlier on i remember if it was the correct year was 2007 and the government of the day at that time had commissioned a nationwide survey to find out the extent of sexual crimes against children and the results were astounding i mean the country was shocked to know that every second child was being abused either physically or sexually inside of our homes so gauri these are uncomfortable questions we will have to face as a society someday a mother will have to ask herself why is she silent if her husband is abusing her daughter we have to ask grandparents why are they looking aside if a cousin is uh, if there is incest in the family so these are harsh questions and as mrs core pointed out you have to start from home very true the education or whatever the nurturing of a child begins from home the home is the first school if you teach a male child that okay this is right for you you can do away with whatever little bit minor offenses and then you ask the girl to always keep quiet and be adjusting or be a subservient to whatever then there this kind of a variation or a discrimination within the family would certainly lead to giving the male child kind of a power that okay whatever i do is acceptable you are very right on that score thank you so much for your time on that note and let us hope and also work towards a safer country for women thank you for your time thank, thank you, you so much, so much. thank you You were listening to a discussion on evolving society and women's safety. The participants were Kuljeet Kaur, expert on women-related issues, and Gauri Karuna Mohanty, legal expert. Aditi Tandon, journalist, initiated and moderated the discussion. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. You can also listen to this program on our website, newsonair.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for updates. You may email your opinion about this program at AIR. rnsdtalks@gmail.com